You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All righty, let's straighten up and talk Sandful. Uh, the doggies struggled a little bit last year. They finished uh, second bottom, just the four wins. Their coach, Paul Thomas, joins us now to tell us how they're looking over the summer. Uh, Paul, thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. No, absolute pleasure. How's the recruiting department been over the week, uh, over the summer period? Yeah, it's been pretty busy. We've uh, yeah, seen some local talent. Uh, come across from a few uh, sample clubs. So Norwood, Jai Larkin, young midfielder, um, come across looking for a little bit more opportunity, um, as did uh, yeah, the Coliac boys and uh, Manny Liddy from Sturt. Um, uh, young Dale Pearce. Key Ford, he spent last year from, from the Eagles mm. area, went and played at uh, Port District last year in a, a flag there, and um, mm. Key Ford, that uh, has come on board with us this year. So um, that's some local stuff and then some interstate uh, activity as well with um, Leighton Chisholm, Ryan Pickering and a, and a handful of um, other fellas. Yeah, so it's been pretty active and pretty busy um, getting to learn everyone's in, uh, ins and outs of their games being um, refreshing and also uh, pretty full on as well. So have you picked up a... Uh Big dog, so to speak, pardon the pun. Who's got you really excited from the recruits? Uh, yeah, Manny Liddy has had really good form over the uh, trial. He's 21, just turned. Um, he's an under-18 state captain, I think, in, his, okay. uh, in that COVID year, that 2020 year. Uh, he's been really good around the uh, midfield for us. Some of our recruits as well um, have sort of come internal. We had Aaron Itchke. Um, Aaron's story is obviously drafted from Central's three knee recons in three years at Melbourne. He played a handful of games last year, but this summer he's uh, looked at becoming that inside mid that he thought he was going to be a few years ago, um, and he's had an outstanding summer. He's you know, managed to play every uh, match simulation and internal trial to date, which has been outstanding after such a long, long time out of the game um, for Aaron. Well, what's been the sales pitch? I can imagine what it would have been like a decade ago for anyone at Elizabeth to say, just have a look at all the trophies we have here. It's a different story recently for the dogs. So how do you sell Central District to a prospective recruit? Yeah, I think the um, the, the foundation's still there. The club hasn't changed mm. in terms mm. of where it is, its location, its essence and the fabric of it, particularly yep. maybe just lost its way a little bit, um, you know, a little bit of misdirection there around, you know, coming out of COVID and um, not having won some, some games. But we felt in the last oh, definitely 18 months or so, um, you know, embracing the challenge. When Central's won the flag, no one wanted us to win it. So there yeah. was a challenge. Yeah. Now no one wants us to be in the final, so there's a challenge. Um, and just there is a challenge around recruiting out here. We're not under any illusion. Mm. It's a bit different show in some Elizabeth City Centre as it is to the parade or... Um, you know, Jetty Road down at Glenelg. Yeah, so gotcha. it, there is a challenge in it. It's one we're super embrace, uh, embracing. And I think it's almost a, a footy club that um, you find it as opposed to you going out mm. to, to sort of search and high and low. So there's a certain fabric of a human, one that really loves playing for the team first and the club. Um, mm. it's, you know, we felt we've attracted over the last 
uh, particularly from Aidan Grace. Um, you know, he's a vice captain of the club and absolutely loves it here. So he's probably the sales pitch with Billy McCormack who come across and uh, you know last year and in his second sample year. So those guys are probably our selling point with how much um, thirst for getting better we've got as a club. Must be a good vibe down there though with the new facilities. Yeah, absolutely. Our women are pumped. They haven't had mm. a, a concrete kennel to be in anymore. That's <laughs> effectively what it, it was. So they've got this amazing facility. We, um, the men's program, have shared. Uh, we've had a few um, shared training sessions and been in and used it. Um, it's a nice little meeting spot. The other day it was 40 degrees. It just had a little bit more cooler insulation than our old grandstand change room. So we went in there and, and had a look. So um, that's probably been yeah, really good. The, the key thing for us, we punch the numbers like everyone does in the last year and our second half of the season our average losing margin was two points mm-hmm. um so round nine to 18 we averaged you know losing by two points so one straight kick from either team um so that's probably the biggest motivating factor for us all week four wins could have probably easily been you know seven or eight um or even nine there by the back end of the season so um, it sort of keeps us uh, on our toes for sure. And you had your first series hit out on the weekend against the Premiers. Norwood went down by 26 points. What did you take out of that one? Yeah, oh, it was good to expose. Like I said, we sort of met all these pe- new people over the summer and get to see them in action against, well, what's the benchmark of the competition? Yeah. Them and North Adelaide had a outstanding grand final and, and Norwood were missing you know, a handful of their key mids but um, still, still had a really solid uh, sample side. So See some of our guys up against the measuring um, stick and the benchmark there was probably the key the key takeaway. And um, our good was pretty good. Um, and then when we sort of lost our way around the contest, which um, we spoke about after the game, it becomes a bit of a challenge. Paul, you answered the call of your footy club. You didn't take big money to be the coach. What's it been like to go back to Elizabeth and, and make those sacrifices for the doggies? Oh, it probably feels like when I was a player, to be honest, not taking big money to hold that for James, yeah. Chris, and Ian Callanan and a few of those boys. Oh, no, look, it, um, like I said, it's a, it's, a, well, it's a special place for me. It's a, um, I belong here. Um, doesn't mean that, um, you know, it's a, it's a forever thing. Um, time will come as a coach here and someone else will, will do it. But, um, yeah, it's just an easy place to come to. I, um, there's worse jobs in the world, you know, also where I get to... You know, coach footy and watch footy, I could be doing other things. So, um, yeah, just do some school teaching on the side to make up the mortgage repayment yeah. and the kids through school. But, um, yeah, it all works itself out. Is it fair to say that coaching comes naturally to you or is it just a bug that's been growing and growing for a long time with you? Oh, I think teaching comes naturally. That's sort of my yeah. trained profession. It's what I like doing at school mm. and um, like when I was at school. But, yeah, the teaching element comes pretty naturally and the passion for footy, um, oh, and Central's is evident being a father-son product as yeah. well, but just a passion for footy. Um, my time at the Adelaide Crows as a development role was, oh, I've never worked a day in my life, really. I just sort of yeah, get to either in a school, teach young kids how to move their body, whether it be volleyball or badminton or tennis, and just lucky enough to do it as a trained profession as a footy coach as well. Hey, Paul, I read in the paper a week or so ago, uh, I saw a photo of uh, former champion Peter Vivian, and the club will be wearing yeah. a retro-inspired Guernsey. Do you like the look of that? Yeah, I do. I don't mind it. They, the boys wore it, so it's an away Guernsey. They wore it on the weekend. Um, yeah, it looks really good. Um, I think we're going back to blue shorts as well, yeah. which was a bit, <laughs> bit retro. I, I never played in the blue shorts. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, a, you know, it's a newfound thing. 
Um, yeah, going back to a bit of history, I'm actually just sitting in front of the museum that our Heritage Committee put together with photos and Guernseys and memorabilia around. So, uh, yeah, it looks really good. So you've got passionate fans. We know that. We all remember the doggies call out at Footy Park when you're winning all those flags. What do they have to do to get onto the membership bandwagon? Yeah, if you get onto the website or to the footy club, um, eight two double five two triple five, and speak to Kirsty at the uh, at the front desk, you can sort of find. I think there's a few different types of membership yep. that uh, the club are offering. But yeah, um, all the support. Um, like I said, they're super loyal and super passionate, and hopefully we can keep building to give them more and more to cheer about. Well, if they well ring Kirsty on that number eight two double five two triple five, they might as well buy some tickets for Saturday night. It's a big event for the club, night of nine. I'm presuming you'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll be sitting in the in the uh, back corner listening to the stories of um, Roy and Jonah and Alistair Clark, and I'm thinking, you know, getting three of the premiership coaches together in one room and getting to listen to them and then the interviews that Mark Soderstrom will do with a few of the players throughout the night will, um, yeah, bring back some old memory lane. But I think there's someone saying like 55 of the 63 players or maybe even more who are who are coming across. Um, Trent Goodrum from Sydney, Brad Mahara, um, Ian Callan is over from Tassie and I, no doubt there'll be uh, many, many more past players there reliving and maybe arguing how they should have been the Jacko medalist in that year or not. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but there's only been a couple of them. Okay. Yes, well, I'm sure the Gowans yeah. boys will be uh, oh. front and centre regarding everything. Mm. Hey, we look forward to chatting to you right throughout the year. Wish you all the best for this season. It's a wonderful club. It's a great story, the Central District Football Club. Let's hope it's a big night on Saturday and uh, we'll chat to you when the season gets underway, Paul. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Well done, Paul. Paul Thomas. Uh, It is a big night, uh, $175 a ticket. You get a four-and-a-half-hour beverage package with that. That's pretty good, plus a three-course meal. That is a football club that's important to its community. His point there about the sales pitch, they don't have the beauty of the parade or jetty road, but Mm. they are so important to what happens in that local community of Elizabeth and the northern suburbs. They have the Ponderosa, and a man that played a significant role when it was known as the Ponderosa was Cowboy Kevin Neal, who's uh, doing a little bit tough at the moment. So our thoughts are with him and his family.